All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups, and we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders, and let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Swift, who is the creator of Major League Hacking, also known as MLH. Swift, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I have heard a lot about different hackathons that are in this like network of MLH, and it's cool to just uh, I don't know learn a little more about it and let the listeners learn. So I guess for people that don't know what Major League Hacking is, can you give us an idea of what MLH is and kind of a little bit of the origin story of why you started it? Yeah, of course. So Major League Hacking is an organization whose mission is to empower hackers. When we say hackers, we mean developers, designers, makers. Um, technologists in general and people who like to solve problems with technology. Um, we organize events and create content and help facilitate communities um, for these hackers all around the world. And uh, the thing we're probably most well known for is all of the hackathons that we help put on on university and high school campuses all around the world. Um, for those of you who don't know what a hackathon is, it's uh, basically a weekend long invention competition. So we get a bunch of developers, designers, and you know, these amazing hackers into a room together. They come up with crazy ideas, things like websites, robots, mobile apps, anything you can imagine, and then they bring it to life over the course of that weekend. Um, it's super collaborative, super learning focused. They are structured like competitions, but um, often people coming out to hackathons are looking to learn new skills or, or build their professional networks, things like that. Um, for a sense of scale, we're doing about 200 to 250 of those weekend-long competitions um, every every single year, and then on top of that, we're doing another thousand to 2,000 workshops, meetups, conferences, hack days, um, all around the world as well. So, in in total, all the people in the MLH community who came out last year was about 100,000 people uh, in person coming out. Um, the way that I got into this, actually, I was a, an aspiring lawyer when uh, I was in high school. And uh, the time came to go off to university. And at that point, I had actually been uh, mowing lawns uh, while my friends were all working in restaurants, things like that, to pay my bills. And I realized that uh, I was going to need a new job when I went off to university because I would have brought a lawnmower with me to a dorm room. I'm pretty sure my roommate would have strangled me in my sleep. So I went on the uh, university's job board, sorted the jobs by how much they paid, and applied for every single job that paid the most indiscriminately. Uh, one of the jobs that ended up writing back to me was actually a programming gig, um, but I'd never programmed before in my life. And I went in and I told them that, you know, I'd never, never really done it before, but I loved computers and was super hungry to learn. And I would come in there every day and, and do my best to figure it out. And they took a chance on me. And uh, I worked that programming job for two years while I was in school, but uh, I never really told anybody about it. None of my friends were programmers. You know, I wanted to be a lawyer and it just, Back then, startups weren't really cool or a thing, and uh, you know, it just didn't seem like it was something for me. So fast forward a couple years, and uh, 
uh, one of my friends found out that I programmed and he came running to my room and said, uh, hey, I'm going to this thing called a hackathon tomorrow. You should come with me. And it sounded like, you know, something that elite programmers did, right? Like come up with these amazing ideas and, and bring them to life in such a short period of time. But uh, he convinced me to go and I walked into this room at NYU in New York City and there were about a hundred other students who had given up their weekends of uh, doing all the things you do in university to basically get together with this group of strangers and bring these amazing ideas to life. And I had never seen anything like it before. I stayed up all night trying to build a, a mashup of Facebook and Dropbox. It was going to be a, like a file sharing network for you and your friends. And uh, my fun story for that is I, I accidentally locked myself out of my own project and couldn't even demo it at the end. Um, but I went home and I was, uh, you know, super tired from being up all night and, uh, you know, crashed and went to sleep. And the next day when I woke, woke up, I uh, looked myself in the mirror and I said, that was the greatest experience of my life. Forget being a lawyer. I'd, I'd rather be a developer. And so I switched into computer science and started going to every hackathon I could get my hands on. And back then that was few and far between. And I, I got really fortunate where I actually started my first company while I was a student and it was software to help people run hackathons. And uh, when I graduated from school, I got a job doing developer advocacy for this company, SendGrid. And it was like an API provider to help people send email and notifications from uh, their applications. And so then I became a sponsor and facilitator of hackathons and actually organized a view myself too. Uh, and a few years after doing all that, I felt like I was ready to strike it out on my own and look for a role that, uh, you know, where I could work for myself and make a big impact on lots of people. And you know, I quit my job. And frankly, I, I found myself pretty depressed, honestly. Uh, you know, I'd lost this connection that I had to this community that had changed my life. I it was no longer a student, so I couldn't really participate in the student events that I loved. Um, I wasn't a sponsor anymore because I'd left my job and, uh, you know, I didn't really have, I was in the process of actually going through an acquisition for my last company. And so I just, you know, felt like I was missing something and a close friend of mine, we were talking about that and he actually suggested that I start, you know, working with all of these upcoming student hackathons to help them, you know, grow and continue to thrive and bring more developers out to them. And I thought that was a pretty interesting idea for a side project. And so um, Major League Hacking was born from that, and I basically worked on it for about six months as a side project while I was trying to start another company on the side. And uh, I remember this moment that I decided to work on it full time because I had, had just gone on vacation, uh, and I came back uh, at the end of the semester. And, and you know, the first semester we'd worked with maybe five events, and you know, had maybe a thousand people come out to all of them. And uh, when I opened up my inbox after being away, I had applications from about thirty schools that all wanted to be a part of this thing. And so at that point, I knew that it was, you know, obviously something that was bigger than I had ever imagined and was making a huge impact on lots and lots of people. And um, yeah, so I started working on MLH full time. That was back in 2013 when I started the company. And uh, here we are uh, coming up on our, our seven year mark. And uh, you know, today we've obviously grown quite a bit and are doing a lot of interesting things and in all kinds of different facets. But that's kind of how it came to be. Yeah, that's an awesome story. And I've been to multiple of, hack of the hackathons on this network. And for those listening, um, I mean, what Swift is saying is exactly right. These, even me as a very, you know, at the time I was a bad developer. Now I'm not even a developer. But when I did go, like these, like everyone, the creative juices and the smarts of all these people just getting together to build something crazy, cool for the future. The energy is just contagious. And like, I will say like your reputation, you know, and, and MLH is like pretty, 
like it's pretty like epic for all these you know hackers in college so good on you for you know building what you've built additionally you mentioned that as a recent you um, you know, you work on different things within MLH. And one of one of these projects, one of these products that you've built is something in reaction to what's going on in the world in the last like month with coronavirus called the um, called the Career Fest. I'd love to hear a little bit about what Career Fest is and, you know, how it might be able to help some students who aren't at school right now, which is pretty much everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So MLH is, is actually a, a lot more broad than the work we do in hackathons, right? Like the way we think about the organization, we think about it as a, a lifestyle brand for hackers, regardless of where you are in your career as an engineer, whether that's day zero or, you know, and you're just learning to code or you're, you know, 10 years in and you're looking to, to hire and build your first team. Major League Hacking should be an organization that you can come back to to find the educational resources, the community and the network that you need to succeed. And we're always looking for ways to support our community in, in whatever capacity they need our, our support and help. And one of the things that people often go to our events for is to actually build their resume and connect with potential employers and to get themselves ready to find an internship or a full-time job. You know, in fact, um, that's one of the major motivating factors for me when I went to hackathons back as a student. It was a way for me to both develop my skills, but also to find potential companies that I might want to go work for. And actually, my first job out of school, I got from somebody that I connected with at a hackathon, which is a very, very common story for lots of people in our community these days. And so recently, we've obviously been hearing that a lot of students have been negatively impacted by the coronavirus outbreak. And obviously, as you can imagine, it's making such a negative impact on a lot of people all over the world. Um, but we as Major League Hacking, you know, we were listening to our community and the things that uh, they were struggling with. And one of the biggest concerns we heard was that there are a lot of people who had been counting on internships over the course of the summer that uh, that was now in jeopardy. So either internship programs that had canceled um, due to concerns around coronavirus or um, potentially there were a number of career fairs that were scheduled to happen during the spring. And obviously those uh, didn't take place because people weren't on campus to do them and, and obviously couldn't meet in person. And so we as Major League Hacking said, what can we do to help support these people? And we decided to host what we're calling the MLH Career Fest. So it's uh, basically an online version of a career fair that's designed to create that same warm, fuzzy feeling that you get from meeting somebody in person, um, but for, through a virtual medium. So the way it works is it's going to run from April 6th to 10th. Uh, any student can sign up to participate in the, the career fest, and we'll do our best to match them with recruiters who are looking for students that meet the kind of criteria that the students are also looking for. So optimizing the conversations that people do have so that they're both rewarding in terms of building your network and meeting somebody awesome, but also fulfilling in the sense that, uh, you know, they're able to talk about to relevant candidates or to relevant companies that are, meet the criteria of what they're looking for. Um, so we already have over 1200 students signed up to participate, um, which was pretty incredible. We've, we've been really impressed with all of the um, out, output from the students and, and how much they need this. And uh, yeah, we're, we're getting ready to start matching people on uh, the 6th, which is uh, Monday next week. Um, but they'll get matched up uh, over an hour block with a series of recruiters who will get to have you know, five-minute conversations with those companies. Um, and if there's mutual interest at the end of them, we connect them after the fact so they can take the conversation forward and hopefully find a uh, job or internship to support them this summer. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And it's crazy that you already have a 1,200. It just shows the 
I don't know, it just shows the impact that you that you have around, uh, you know, universities and beyond uh, everywhere. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm thinking about how to phrase this question, and I don't exactly know how, so I'm just, I'm just going to give it a shot. So you started this, um, you know, you got involved with all of this when you were in college, and then you, uh, um, you are now not in college, and you're getting older, but you're still working with these super ambitious, smart, you know, you know, young college students. And I'm actually like have a very relatable experience with something, something else that I'm doing. I'm kind of wondering, what have you learned about, you know, yourself or college students or about just like the world of just like working in this market, um, which is pretty niche overall, although you are dominating the niche pretty well. Like what are the things that you've learned as you've kind of gone on this journey and gotten a little older? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think, you know, the things that I've learned, uh, honestly, are things I wish I had known when I was a, you know, student hacker myself. I think a lot of it is about the creating the structure and environment where you can do your best work, whether that's, you know, you're trying to learn a new skill or build connections with people, or, you know, maybe you're um, even working from home, right? Like something like that, it's very relevant right now. But a lot of it is about figuring out the environment and people and type of work that you want to do to facilitate, you know, reaching all of your goals, right? So for me, I had never experienced anything like a hackathon that brought together so many people to collaborate and work on, you know, solving problems in such a short period of time. And I found that it was a great environment for me to really level up, like try all these new technologies and things that I had never tried before to work with all kinds of different people from throughout my network, as well as, you know, people I had just met that same weekend. Um, and I really got to build a lot of um, the support network that I rely on today very heavily through that community. I also gained a lot of skills and learned a lot of things that have you know, supported me much later in life. And so I think the hackathon environment really you know, worked like that for me. I think it works really, really well for a, a lot of students clearly, right? Like the demand for these events you know, continues to rise much faster than we can ever keep up with every single year. But I think uh, you know, on the flip side, as well, there's the right environment for all kinds of work, right? And, uh, you know, I think a hard lesson to, to learn that I, you know, took me a while to get to that maybe it was a valuable insight that we, I get from talking to all kinds of students all around the world is that everybody needs to figure out that environment for them. And whether that's, you know, a small group of peers that you can collaborate with on interesting projects or, you know, large events where you come out to get motivated to learn, it's really about finding, you know, the people and the space and the kinds of tools that you use to do your best work. And I think I would have optimized for that a lot earlier in life if I would have known that, uh, you know, what I know now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I, I'd agree as well from the, some of the stuff that I've learned, you know, since ha building stuff uh, in college, in high school, and now a little bit older. Um, I'd love to hear, like, you, you've built it's hard to put into words like, and I can't put into words kind of with the type of brand that you have. But I think one word I could describe is just power. Like I see the MLH sticker and every coffee shop around, you know, around, um, you know, around ASU and ASU is like not even like a huge hacker school. Like your, your brand is everywhere and you are, you're kind of building on the base of something big. I'd love to hear, you know, what direction are you rowing in? And like, what's the vision? You know, if you if you were to look out ten years, fifteen years, even longer, if you want, what does major league hacking look like? You know, how many people does it touch? Um, would love to just hear the vision a little bit. Yeah, 
That's a great question. And, you know, honestly, I think the way we always talk about that vision is through a narrative of, of how somebody might engage with major league hacking. So we always imagine, you know, a student who starts in high school and they don't really know what they want to do with their life yet, but they're excited about a lot of things and there's a lot of opportunity ahead of them. And they probably rely on their close friends to, you know, help them figure out interesting things in the world to explore and look at. And one day a friend tells them about this thing going on called the hackathon and they decide to go and check it out and they get their first taste of our community. They walk into a room with hundreds of other students from high school, their own high school, as well as high schools all around the region. They're inspired to learn, you know, maybe some basic coding. Maybe they pick up Python that day or learn to build their first website and they go home and they're like, wow, that was amazing. So they then start going to club meetings. They realize there's a technology club at their school that major league hacking is providing the curriculum for as well. And they start meeting students from all over the world who care about the same things they do, collaborating with them on projects, tuning into content together, live streams, reading tutorials and blogs, working on sample apps, all kinds of things that Major League Hacking is producing for them. When they go up to college, they pick their university based on where the best hackers are and where they're going to get the most value out of working with those people. They go to hackathons all throughout their career. They find their first job through hackathons. They find their first internship. They make close friends. Maybe they start a company with people that they met at hackathons, working with them in our community. And then when they graduate and they get that first job, they come back to mentor and work with other hackers as well. And eventually, when it's time for them to build their own team, they come back and they hire people right out of that same community. It really is an ecosystem play. It's focused on helping people at all stages in their careers find the tools and resources that they need to be successful. And, you know, fundamentally, when I think about that, I think of that, again, as a lifestyle brand for hackers, right? Like, this is the place you should keep coming back to again and again, no matter where you are in your career, to find those tools that you need um, to be successful. And I think, you know, there's a long way to go between where we are today and, and where I think we can go. You know, last year, we reached about 100,000 people in person, but obviously made a much larger impact virtually as well. I think one exciting thing that's going to have to change this year is obviously we're going to need to figure out ways to reach our community digitally and to expand the ways that we're able to support them when they may not be able to exist in the current in-person environment that we've been relying on for, for years, right? And so I think this is definitely a growth opportunity for us and our community. And we're already seeing that with lots and lots of cool digital hackathons and demos and meetups and all kinds of things that are taking place now online. And I think that uh, you know our long-term vision for MLH has always been to empower millions of people a year. And I think that uh, this is definitely a unique opportunity for us to really try some new means and, and methods of reaching in our community and helping them. And yeah, I think uh, long-term, I'd love to see MLH be a really key part of uh, you know the engineering journey for every engineer in the world, honestly. And I think that's kind of the way we think about it. That is a hell of a vision and very well articulated. That, that's That's awesome to hear. In a couple of sentences, because um, we're running low on time, can you let the audience know, who always knows this question is coming, what is a way that the forward-thinking founders community can support you? And you know, what is an ask that you might have that someone listening might be able to help you out with? Yeah, I think one of the most immediate asks right now is if you're looking for amazing technical talent, whether it's interns, new grad hires, um, we would love to get you involved in the Career Fest. That's obviously coming up next week, which is pretty quick. Um, we have so many students involved that it, we're definitely going to have opportunity to um, have people who may not meet that window 
um, gets connect with people who are still looking for jobs. So at any point, if anybody is interested in, in helping to support our community, um, we'd love to talk to you about it. The URL for that is careerfest.moh.io. Um, and right now, um, we're actually giving out free hours to anybody who's interviewing actively for roles. Um, but every hour after that is uh, about $99, and we donate all of that to uh, the coronavirus relief fund to help make sure that you know, people who are negative impact, negatively impacted by the outbreak uh, you know, have the resources and support they need. Um, but we'd love to get more companies involved, both to help support the students as well as to make sure that we are making as much of an impact on that great cause as we can too. Um, but beyond that, I think we're always looking for mentors and people who come in and support our community in any way, shape, or form. They love hearing from entrepreneurs. They love hearing from developers. So anybody out there who wants to get involved, we'd, we'd love to talk to you. All right. Well, Swift, you are building something epic, and I'm glad to dive a little deep into this into the, on the podcast and just appreciate everything that you're doing. So thanks for coming on. Keep on doing what you're doing. I'm looking forward to watching the vision come to light. So thanks for coming on, man. Amazing. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store. That would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you like what you're listening to, please just go onto the iTunes store, give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.